I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, oh man, oh man. How many times I got to say that before I get tired of it? Mm, I think it's going to be a minute, folks. I got to be real with you. Because, boy, that Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, clear indication of how God can do some unexpected, wonderful things for you. How he leads your life in directions that you never, ever saw coming. You know, I was talking with somebody the other day, and they were talking about how, man, they were young and they were doing things, and they never knew that the things that they were doing as a youngster would come and and help, help form who they were today. As an adult, this guy's 50 years old. And, uh, you know, the same thing for you. If you look back on your life and all of the things that you've done, it helps shape you into who you are. Now, this is provided now that you take the positive approach. Now, when I say look back at your life and see what you've done, that doesn't mean dwell on the misfortunate moments because the misfortunate moments were necessary. I know it's hard to see that when it's happening to you, but the unfortunate moments are necessary. You know, what really makes you appreciate summer vacation is winter work. What really makes you appreciate a walk on the beach is when it's cold, it's raining outside. What really makes you appreciate when you're up is because you've been down. See, if you were up all the time, just the nature of us as human beings, we would lose our appreciation for it because it becomes case sera. Whatever it is, well, it is what it is. I'm just a what, what, what. 
it be, you take it for granted. It becomes expected. But what happens in life is it has so many twists and turns. And then you learn how to deal with those twists and turns, which makes you now a more experienced person. And then when the sunny days come, man, you go, wow, it's really nice outside. You really want to appreciate how warm weather, just stay in a bunch of cold weather all the time. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, this is really, really simple analogies, but it helps you along the way. Now, here's what I came to say today to everybody out there, and this has helped me in my life. I can't tell you what is done for me, but a lot of people are struggling with uh, moving forward with their future, their future plans, their future goals, their future aspirations, their future hopes, their future dreams, just simply your, your future wants. A lot of people trying to have a hard time mapping out their future, even what I'm going to do, what I'm going to be, what I'm going to make, how I'm going to go about it, what do I do next. I want to share something with you that I had to come to terms with. The quickest way to lose focus on your future is to keep focusing on your past. You know, it's like I said at the beginning, you know, when I say it's, it's wonderful to look at your life and review it, because if you look at it, it'll tell you uh, it, it really helps shape and form you today as the person you are. Now, if you look at it in a positive sense, but if you dwell and harp on the negative that's happened to you, then that keeps you from seeing the good in the incident. Every bad thing that's happened to you, there was a silver lining behind it. I know people who were on drugs who finally, man, just got sent to prison for stealing because of their habit. I know a cat that sold dope. Well, he went to prison. He told me one time, he said, Steve, he said, man, this is the best thing ever happened to me. This saved my life. Now, most people would think, how in the world is going to prison helpful for you? The brother said, it saved my life. First of all, it got me clean. He said, I've been clean for five years from sitting in here. That's for starters, I'm clean. I ain't stealing no more. I ain't putting myself in jeopardy, and I ain't jeopardizing nobody else. He said, now, nah, man, I done went to college. I done got a college degree while I'm in here. Then he was released from prison, and the brother's life was completely turned around. He married. He got a family. He got a great job. He go to work every day. He's a productive citizen. I mean, so he looks back on his incarceration, even his drug abuse, and it taught him how to appreciate the things in life that he had taken for granted and was missing. Because he said, man, my life was just in a blur. I didn't even know what was going on. He said, now I appreciate every day I wake up. That's what I mean. Even in your missteps in life, there is a purpose for the missteps. Every time you fail, there was a reason for the failure. See, what I had to do was I had to learn that all of my failures taught me how to get back up. So I became a very strong and tough person in getting back up. And then I was down and out so long that it taught me how to really appreciate the up. And so I've taken all of that and used it, those experiences that happened to me, and I became a more experienced person. So next time when people talk about me who don't know me, it don't shake me because everybody's not going to like you, man. You might as well go and get on this train right now. And so what I'm saying to you out there is 
The quickest way to lose focus on your future is to keep focusing on your past. Let it go. Yeah, 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 he left. But like I told this lady on my TV show the other day, sometimes the breakup is the blessing. I know it's hard to break up because now you're lonely and you're by yourself. But man, but weren't you in misery when you was in that? Weren't you in complete misery in that? Now, you kept asking God to fix it, but it takes two people to fix a relationship. It don't just take one. It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to make it out of sight. You really do have to have two people wanting a relationship to work. It can't just be one person wanting a relationship. So you can pray about the relationship all you want. If the other person don't want you no more and ain't going to act right, you can't make him do that. Or you can't make her do that. But you steady asking God for a new relationship, but you are yet to be grateful that you are in a position to have a relationship and you keep harping on the past. You don't think he hear that? I'm just a dude with a show and I hear it all the time. Let it go. Go forward. It's over. You made it. He brought you through it. You survived it. Why are you dwelling on it? and making it the cross around your neck when clearly he had removed it for you. Now, all you got to do is come on. So if you sit behind them walls, brothers and sisters, I'm talking directly to you. Sometimes, man, you just got to get it right. All this repeat offender business, that's for who is that for? How ignorant can you be to keep giving your life back to the penal system? Be free, man. Walk the streets. Do the right thing. Ask God to help connect you. He could do anything. You think he can't give you a job? Are you serious, man? Put some faith on it. Let's move forward, y'all. Let it go. Let's move. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? First of all, let me make the announcement that I am absolutely fine. I'm absolutely wonderful. Now, yesterday, on Sunday, I'll admit... I was on suicide watch. (laughs) Browns lost so damn bad, and we had such high hopes. So I was on suicide watch, but I want y'all to know I'm fine now because I gathered myself and I discovered something. Uh, If they don't give a damn about winning, why the hell should I? (laughs) Went outside, got me a cigar, started listening to the Temptation Song for You album, 1975. Played memories 10 times and a song for you 10 times, and I got better by myself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hello, Shirley Strawberry. Hey, Steve. I'm good, too. The football's back. Yay! Carla Pharrell. Good morning, Steve. You're right, Shirley. Football is back, girl. Junior. Morning, Unc. We might be on the same suicide watch if these Texans don't show up tonight. Well, we'll see. Good luck to y'all. <laughs> J. Anthony Brown. I've been so many places in my life and time. <laughs> what up, Steve Harvey? I've sung a lot of songs. Now, Donnie and nephew Tommy. Yes, sir. Top of the morning. Yes, 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 sir. <laughs> now, a song for you by The Temptations, uh, 1975, from the album uh, entitled Song for You, had hits on it like Fire, Firefly, uh, Memories, and uh, what was it? Shaky something. Uh, I, I, I had no idea they sung this song. I had no oh, idea. Oh, Tommy, Dennis Edwards. Killed it. Dennis Edwards sang that song. Now, Donnie Hathaway, that's Donnie Hathaway jam. He did it 
He's a giant. But I want you to understand something. Dennis Edwards took that song, Man, Dog. It's one of my favorite. And, and Jay, alone, that, that's the line. Song for you. Jay, that's the line that I, that, <laughs> you know, I've been wanting to be on TV since I was a kid. But that was the line in 1975 that I would stand in the bathroom in college and I'd go to my mama's house on break and stand in that bathroom and sing that song, man. I've acted out my life on stages with 10,000 people watching, but we are alone and I'm singing this song for you. Uncle Steve, this is what me and Jackie danced to at our wedding. This was the first song. That's all right. Oh, man. This was it, wow. man. This wow. is my song. I'm telling you. Wow. That's so amazing. I ain't heard this version that you're talking about. Wow. You never heard Dennis Edwards' version of it? I have he's, not he's heard He's not this a musical one. guy, Jay. Jay. Oh. No, Jay. I'm not. <laughs> Jay. He likes I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to Humpty Dance. The song Jay. right after that was Humpty Dance. Jay, don't right be alone. After that, well, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the what? Right there. See, Jay, he's he not a right musical guy. Dance, huh? Hey, man, so just let him have that. That's his song, but that's it. Don't. But I need to hear Dennis Edwards, though. Okay. I need to hear that. All right, listen, guys. Coming up at the top of the hour, Steve, ESPN, Stephen A. Smith. He is our family. He's going to be our special guest. Uh, you guys want to talk about the Antonio Brown drama? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> see what Stephen A. got to say about that. Yeah, we'll see right after this, the 32 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, guys, ESPN, Stephen A. Smith will be in the building as our special guest. Clean he's gonna, up. yeah, he's yeah. gonna talk about the Antonio this Brown drama. Great. This is gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> right now, uh, let's find out what you guys did over the weekend, Steve. I know yours was pretty sad. Well, yeah. Now let me tell you something, man. Uh, my wife's out of town. I'm in Atlanta, uh-huh. so I decided that I wanted to have some healthy snacks for the football game because I'm trying to get my weight down from the vacation, right? So I went. <laughs> To the grocery store at 7 a.m. when it opened. By yourself? By yourself? Yes. Now, let no. me explain. Yes. And let me tell you what happened. Whoa. There's a grocery what? store out where I live called Sprouts Farmer's Market. Oh, yeah, Sprouts. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Sprouts. Yeah. I drove down. I'm in the parking lot. Parking lot empty. I'm just driving around. I don't see no damn sign say Sprouts. All of a sudden... I stopped. I'm looking at the front door. What I thought was Sprouts. This man goes, uh, Steve Harvey, how you doing? I said, how you doing, sir? I said, I, I'm, I must have made the wrong turn. I was looking for Sprouts. He said, Sprouts been closed. <laughs> I said, damn. Okay. He said, Kroger's still open. Said, Thank you, sir. So I go across the street to Kroger's at 7 a.m. What? I walk Shut in, nobody's there. Oh. I give me the, the smallest, you know, the little short grocery carts. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And I'm walking. And Lord Jesus, can I tell y'all something? What? I discovered what? some things that I did not know. Because I haven't been in a grocery store. When I tell you in years, let me tell you years. I believe it. So, I can't believe you went by yourself. Yeah, no, nobody. They got pork. They still sell pork rinds. 
Yeah, we yeah, know that. We got, All of us know this. Pork rinds, are, this. pork rinds are big right now, Steve, because yeah. of the keto diet. Everybody that's on the I keto didn't, diet. I didn't, yes. I, didn't, I didn't know that, Shirley. Yeah. I saw pork rinds. I started to take a picture of all this. I yeah. started to do a video, but I said, no, skip it. So I'm in the store, and I'm going around. Here was the dilemma. Okay. It's time to check out. Uh-huh. Come on. Now, I'm walking. <laughs> I don't know that the first four lines coming from the dairy section, the ice cream, is a self-checkout. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> so I'm standing there, and I'm waiting on the lady. <laughs> I'm going, man, back in the day, this would be an easy steal for me. I could go straight out the door. So finally, the lady walks up and says, uh, you need some help, uh, Mr. Harvey? I said, yeah, I just went to check out. She said, you do it yourself. Oh, she knew you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I said, do it myself. How? She said, just bring it over and put it in a bag and pay for it. No. So I looked over there. I said, well, ain't that somebody working here right there? She said, yeah, you can go to the checkout line. So said, let me do that because I don't, I don't want nobody stopping me at the door. So I go over there, and the lady scans my stuff. She's speaking to me. Morning, Mr. Harvey. Nice to see you in here. Never seen you in here before. I said, well, I ain't, I ain't been in here. She says, okay, $139. And so I decide to pay with a credit card. But I got a bank card, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, they label it for me so we I don't know. get it confused. So they put personal on the front of my card. Okay. So I know it's my personal. Mm-hmm. Keep it away from my business and stuff. So I get a lady the card. She say, uh, just run it through the uh, machine, please. And so... Yeah. I say, how? And so I try to swipe the car. She said, no, sir, you don't swipe it. You just stick it in the front. Now, I'm trying to find, where do I stick a credit card in the front of the little ass machine? So I stick it in there. She said, excuse me, sir, you have to stick it in with the chip chip first. I say, what chip? She said, the chip on your credit card. She said, turn it over. So I flips the card, obviously, upside down. That's what I thought flip it over meant. She says, sir, what do you, do? excuse me, Mr. Harvey, you, have you never done this? I said, no. She started laughing, <laughs> little white girl. She started laughing. She said, okay, let me help. She take my credit card, she stick it in there. She said, do you want cash back? <laughs> I said, I ain't gave you nothing. She said, I know, but would you like to have some cash? So now I'm confused, because I'm trying to figure out they got a grocery oh store God. now where if you buy their stuff, they pay you to take it home? <laughs> I said, rich, dude. I said, would I like some cash back? I said, lady, you're going to mess around and lose your job. This little white girl laughing so hard. She said, no, if you need cash, we'll give it to you off your card. I said, I don't, I don't need no cash, baby. I'm trying to pay you. She said, okay, put your pen in. Oh, Lord. I, Lord, Lord, I, said, Lord. I said, little girl. She left. She said, let me guess. You don't know what your pen is. <laughs> Look, girl, what are you talking to me about a pen for? Oh. She uh, said, well, i tell you what, Miss Harvey. Do you want to just make it credit? I said, that's what this is, ain't it? She hits a button and hands me a receipt. So I said, where do I sign? She said, you don't have to sign. When that start? Yeah. I said, I ain't got to sign. So now this black girl comes over and she bagging up my groceries. She said, Mr. Harvey, where's Marjorie? Oh, 
She say, don't come in this store no more without Miss Marjorie, because we see her in there hey, all the time. Hey, man, you, you bring Miss Marjorie go back next to time. Poe, though. I want to know you what you bought. You can't go back to Poe. Yeah, what yeah, you yeah. I just bought some groceries. I bought an organic uh, veggie tray. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I bought me uh, some baked Tostitos. I bought some fresh hummus and, uh, I mean, some fresh uh, guacamole and salsa. Oh, this is for the party. And I bought a Beyond Meat. No, I just meat. Yeah. To watch yeah. This was for snacks. football Sunday. That's All right. what for. Yeah. Thank you, man. That yeah. was great. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jesus, All right. man. We're God, so regular, guys. We are so regular. I was in so check line for eight minutes. We are so regular. I just want everyone to know that. We are so I regular. I am too, now, sure. <laughs> All right, coming up next, <laughs> Reverend Motown, Dick and Def Jam will be in the building with church complaints right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, coming up at the top of the hour in trending sports news, you do not want to miss ESPN's Stephen A. Smith will be our special guest. He's going to talk about Antonio Brown being released by the Oakland Raiders uh, after he demanded to be traded. And now, guess what? He's a New England Patriot. Uh, We'll talk about it at the top of the hour. (laughs) A lot happened over this weekend. Steve was in the grocery store. That was major news. All right, but right right now it's Monday. It is time for Church Complaints with Reverend Motown and Deacon Def Jam. Find it, find it, Tony. Find it, find it. We, we, we're here. Yeah. Oh, graciousness. Yes. Gathered on this Monday to show our gratitude and grasterity and humiliation. God is a good God. Yes, sir. Uh, we here today to gavel our church complaints and find out yeah. what do I need to straighten out with this raggedy congregation. Deacon, go ahead. <laughs> ah, Pastor Sister Leslie Fagan has two baby daddies. They have both been paying child support for 12 years. The problem is, Pastor, there is only one baby. They had no idea about each other, and they are asking the church to help them get their money back. It's, it's it's one baby, two baby daddies, and they are asking for the church to help them get their money back. Mm. Uh, the church is not going to get involved in uh, domestic or uh, uh, disruptives uh, due oh. to the fact that uh, Sister uh, has been paying her tithes dutifully. Against the two child supports. So uh, she's been paying 10% of two checks. Why would I stop that? But one of these men uh, evidently is being done wrong, though, Pastor. I mean, you have to look at it from that perspective. I would imagine that is so, but I'm not the court of law. Okay. If the coach say you have to pay, you have to pay. See, you have to pay to play. I don't think it fits uh, right there, but okay, Pam. I guess it don't, but but that 10% that she paying, that fit nice. Uh, let me just move right along, Pastor. You're going to have to do As something. As you should. About, yeah, you're going to have to do something about the married men 
that keep stopping by the single ministry trying to find their side chicks. This is getting out of hand. What? It's, 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 <laughs> what? It's, it is quite a few married men that are stopping by the singles ministry trying to find a side chick. You're going to have to talk to them. Well, that too is going to, you're going to uncover some things because the, uh, the M&Ms have been doing a lot of wonderful work at the church. And if you stop the married men from Going by the singles ministry, you're gonna ruin the M and M's. What is, what is oh, the M and M's is the mistress missionary. They have <laughs> raising goo gobs of money. Uh, really? And most of the money they raising is hush money that they getting from the husbands. So mm. that's another form of ties that the jackpot is cashing in on. So see you, the two baby daddies, or uh, that's mm. 10% of two checks. And then these, the hush money that the husbands is paying to the mistresses, they mm. paying uh, ties on that money. Mm. Seems like the church making a lot of money. Let me keep moving though. Uh, <laughs> we have a big situation here, Pastor. Uh, Brother Antonio Brown is uh, saying that if he don't get to sit on the front pew, he wants to be traded to First Baptist Church. <laughs> if, he, if, if he don't get to sit on the front pew, he wants to be traded to First Baptist Church, which happens to be uh, in New England. So that's up to you, Pastor, to decide if he's going to be able to move up to the front on the pews or not. Well, we're going to let Brother A.B. sit wherever he want to sit because I've already calculated that $9 million signing bonus is 900000 <laughs> Really? Okay. Now, that's going to buy a lot of robes and things around here. So once again, let's get off Brother A.B. All right, all right. If, if you're gonna get road. that much from him, then I'm gonna well, let you well, keep it. We your don't eye know on that, it. but that's the shot we have to take. All right, all right. Uh, listen now, the church has finally uh, developed a hallelujah chicken sandwich. Uh, we feel if Popeyes and Chick Fil A lines are out the building, this hallelujah chicken uh, may get people to bring their butts to church. So, chicken sandwiches start at seven fifty. Uh, this coming Sunday. Are you in agreement, Pastor, for the well, hallelujah hold on, chicken? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, seven fifty. That that sounds rather high. How, first of all, how much is a Chick Fil A sandwich? They four ninety nine. And how much is the Popeye sandwich? Ah. Uh, I think they, yeah, right around the same price. Mm -hmm. So why in the hell would we come out with a seven fifty sandwich? Well, we we uh, uh, their chicken is breast. These are nice thighs, so they're a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. These are thighs we got past boneless mm -hmm. thighs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see that as a real winner. Oh. <laughs> Plus, we're not going to be able to afford the advertising budget that does uh, Popeye's hell. So I don't know how that's going to work. And, uh, we don't have a large enough congregation to get a social media buzz about this here. 
So therefore, mm-hmm. I don't really think that a hallelujah chicken sandwich is a good idea. All right, scratch it. Mm. Mm. Uh, here's another issue, Pastor. Mother Tucker wants to change her name once and for all. She is tired of people saying her name and making a mistake when they calling her out her name. <laughs> she wants the church to pay for her name to be changed. She is tired of being Mother Tucker because they are saying yes, the wrong is. thing when they... Well, I say, her. tuck it, we not changing <laughs> a damn thing. <laughs> now, tell Mother Tucker I said that. Tuck it and quit calling up in here asking us to do that there. Tuck that, and she can go on and take that and tuck that too. Cause tuck it, we tired of it. Pastor. Mother Tucker, now. Close, Pastor. Yeah. All right, Thank you. Coming up at the top Calling of the... up in here every mother tucking day talking about that tuck. Man, tuck that. Coming up at the top of the hour, ESPN, Stephen A. Smith will be our special guest. He's going to talk about... You don't know who you're talking with. <laughs> the Antonio Brown drama right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, first of all, as promised, uh, he's on the line. Who better to have on this morning show than the uh, epitome of <laughs> sportscasters. He is the current modern-day Howard Cosell of sports. Wow. That's the biggest compliment you can play. Pay, he's the star of uh, ESPN's First Take, which I watch on a regular basis. He's got his own show, the Stephen A. Smith Show on ESPN Radio. The NFL season kicked off yesterday, mm-hmm. but the but the drama started before that. Let's bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, family member, let me just throw this out there in case y'all don't know. Mm. <laughs> the highest paid sports <laughs> commentator on the globe today. Ladies hey, and man. gentlemen, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. Shut oh, it down, Bobby. boy. What's up, what's up, y'all? I wouldn't go that far. It's not there yet, but I'm coming. It's not there yet, but I'm coming. I don't, I don't know who got more. Look like the Ezekiel Elliott of sports commentators. <laughs> <laughs> we claiming it, Stephen A. We right. claiming it, man. Yeah. Hey, man, how you been? I'm doing good, man. Just hustling, just grinding, doing what I do. That's it. All right, man, That's before all. we get into the football season and the games and all like this, let's talk about this whirlwind that has surrounded Antonio Brown, formerly of the Steelers, formerly of the Raiders, and now with the Patriots. What the hell happened this weekend? I'm not going to lie to y'all. It's hard to put into words because, you know, he got his money at the end of the day to some degree. Uh, But to me, you know, just as a black man, it's, it's quite embarrassing. Uh, the kind of position that he put himself to. Let me be very, very clear about that. Um, this is a guy that wanted to force his way out of Pittsburgh. We understand that. It's business. Months ago, when you were a Pittsburgh Steeler, the guaranteed portion of your contract had expired. You wanted to position yourself to get someplace where you got guaranteed dollars coming in. Uh, you were still under contract with the Steelers. You wanted to force your way out. You ultimately ended up doing that. They traded you to the Oakland Raiders. They got a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick uh, in return for your services. You go to Oakland. You got a big press conference. Oakland guarantees you 
upon acquiring you $30 million. They gave you a million-dollar signing bonus. And then after that, you were guaranteed $14 million and change for this upcoming season. And then $14 million and change for next season, $14.5 million to be exact. The caveat to that is that you had to get to make the opening day roster, which is yesterday for most teams, but it's tonight for the Oakland Raiders because the Oakland Raiders play on Monday Night Football. So what happened? First things first, you go to France, you try some cryotherapy. You forget to put on the right sock. <laughs> it messes up your feet. Wow. It messes up your feet. You tripping over that. But that's understandable because you got bad feet. You got bad feet. You can't run. You can't run. That's not your fault. All right, fine. Then you have a helmet issue. You've been wearing a particular helmet for 10 years. Right. You don't want to wear that helmet anymore. Come on. But the NFL, the NFL says, that helmet is no longer certified because we've gotten sued for billions of dollars. We've got to protect ourselves. We've invested millions into research. And they've come to the conclusion that that helmet is no longer safe. So you can't wear that helmet, Antonio Brown. But we have over 40 different options for you to choose from as a helmet. At the time they said this to him, there were at least 89 members on an NFL roster because it's preseason and cutdown day is the week of the regular season. So at that time, it's a, you know, it's a 53-man roster for opening day. But at this particular moment in time, it's 89 men on a football team. Right. Do the math. 89 times 32. You got over 2,000 players <laughs> in the National Football League. One dude said, I'm not playing because of the helmet. One dude said, it's too much for me. I'm going to, I'd rather retire first. And that was Antonio Brown. So you cause this ruckus. You file one grievance against the NFL. You lose that. You file another grievance against the NFL. You lose that. The Raiders are like, we've exhausted every option. It's time to play. You either all in or you all out. So you go through all of that stuff. Then you go back supposedly to play. Now, here you go. Approaching the week of the season, y'all. Stay with yeah, me now. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Season, you're approaching the week of the season. He reaches out to people on social media, according to the report, to find out how he could get out of his contract with the race. Wow. Well, Mike Mayock, the general manager, says, wait a minute here. When you were beefing with the NFL, not us, when you had bad feet over your cryotherapy in France, not us, all right, you still were skipping practices and all of this other stuff. So because of that, according to team rules, we have to find you. We have to find you, I'm sorry. So he finds them. And when he find them, which amounted to over $53,000, Antonio Brown, upon researching to find out how he could get out of his contract with wow. folks in social media, then shows up to practice, threatens to punch the man in the face, wow. calls him out his name, curses him yeah. out, calls him a cracker. Wow. Okay, stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there on cracker. We're going to take a break because we need a breath. When we come back, we will find out right after this with Steve Emery. He called a man a cracker. Got it.
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, we back. Welcome to the ride. Now, listen, we left off this story about Antonio Brown, which who better to know? He knows the inside of the inside. Yes, he does. We found out that it all started with the helmet issue. Uh, He didn't want to play the helmet. Over 2,000 players didn't have a problem with the helmet. He had a problem with the helmet. 40 helmets to choose from. He can't find one. Uh, he gets out of that, get in that. Uh, they say show up to play. He goes to social media, ask social media to tell him how he can get out of his contract. He was referring to social media people. They tell him a way he could put it out on social media. He goes to practice, cusses out the GM uh, for getting his fine because he got his feet messed up in crowd therapy and he missing practice. He calls the man that's paying him, <laughs> that's signing his check. And what I'm repeating what Stephen A. Smith he calls the man a cracker. Now, I don't, you know. What? What? I've cussed a lot of people out in my life, so I'm not trying to play Saint Hill. Yeah. But once they paying you, this is not a good one. So now we're back with Stephen A. Smith. Antonio Brown has called the man a cracker. Let's pick it well, up from there, Stephen. Well, well, first of all, before we go any further, let me correct you on something. Mm. I. There were other people who complained about the helmet. Tom Brady didn't like the helmet. Six-time Super Bowl champion, by the way. Aaron Rodgers didn't like the helmet. Super Bowl champion, by the way, and multiple league MVP. But nobody to retire (laughs) Antonio Brown. Nobody threatened not to play. threatened to skip practices and ended up doing it mm. with a helmet mm. but Antonio Brown. And I left out one little nugget that y'all might want to know. Come on. What's that? What? What? The National Football League, according to what they, I spoke to the National Football League <laughs> weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they uh-huh. said Stephen A, we have had signs up in the NFL locker room over the last five years, announcing that this change was coming. Over the last five years, every player in the NFL knew that in 2019, you would be mandated to wear a new helmet. Oh. <laughs> hey, Ben, they, so, so he's known this. He did not see the sign, didn't read the sign, I didn't hmm. give a damn about the sign. <laughs> it's the only option. <laughs> hey, 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 Stephen A., hang on one second, man. Hang on, hang on. Just stay right there. We got more with Stephen A. right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, so Stephen A., he cusses the man out. He cusses the man out. Oh, 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 it gets better. So he Come cusses on. the man out. He cussed the man out with Mike Mayock, who used to be um, a commentator on the NFL Network, now as the general manager for the Oakland Raiders, brought in by John Gruden in the offseason. So he cusses Mike Mayock out. He had to be restrained. I'm sorry, Steve and the team. <laughs> Did I tell y'all who restrained him? Who? No. Who? Vontaze Burfitt. Formerly of the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals. He ain't got no legs, dude the dude that has gotten in trouble on numerous occasions on the field because of his inability to control himself. 
Right. That is the guy that had to restrain <laughs> Antonio Brown. You going too far, Antonio. <laughs> okay. This is great. So, so after all that happened, after all of that happened, he goes home. He's supposed to meet with John Gruden, the boss, the $100 million man. They're supposed to meet that evening. He stands John Gruden up. Oh, no. Doesn't show up. Doesn't show up anything, and then tweets after he issues the mea culpa and he apologized to his teammates for the way that he acted that evening. Stands John Gruden up and then turns around and tweets out that he wants out. He wants to be gone. But ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> had a conversation with John Gruden on the phone. The agent Drew Rosenhaus connected them. Mm-hmm. He had a phone call with John Gruden. John Gruden's like, man, I just, I love you, man. I, I, I brought you here. I want, do you want to be a Raider? Do you want to be a Raider? He said, yeah, I've been wanting to be a Raider since day one. He said, you want to be a Raider? I, I just want you to play football. He said, I'm more than a football player. I'm a man, blah, blah, blah. He says all of this. How do we know this, y'all? Because <laughs> the man took the conversation, a private conversation with, with John Gruden and put the damn thing on YouTube. No, ah! he recorded it. No, no, yeah, he no, recorded no, 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 nobody, nobody has brought this up. I'm going to bring it up for the purposes of your show. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank Appreciate you, Stephen A. Thank you, man. In the state, to my knowledge, I apologize if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. To my knowledge, it is illegal yes, to take a conversation mm-hmm. in the state of California it is without both parties. Without both parties agreeing, it is so illegal. this man, so this man, Antonio Brown, actually violated the law by taping the damn conversation <laughs> A and then putting it on YouTube. You can't make this up. No, you can't make this up. No, you can't. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Okay, you 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 can't make this up. So then, he naturally, the minute John Gruden sees that, he immediately. Let's him go. He releases Antonio Brown, and he released him. And in a span of three hours, the New England Patriots picked mm. up Antonio Brown, gave him nine million, ten million guaranteed, nine million up front with five million potentially in incentives. So, in a lot of people's eyes, Antonio Brown won because he didn't want to be with the Raiders. He's with a Super Bowl champion. He could end up just looking absolutely beautiful in all of this and getting his money. I look at it a little bit differently. I look at it as, excuse me, you forced your way out of Pittsburgh. You wanted a long-term deal, right? Now you're on a one-year plan. You might be there for two years. You might get all your money, but it's one year at a time, so you don't have long-term security. You got to get on the field. You got a ball, and you got to hope that in in, in arguably the most violent sport out there that you don't get hurt because you have no guaranteed money coming your way. It's a one-year deal. That's number one. Number two, you've proven yourself to be a liar. You said you're about teams. You said you're about winning. You said that you wanted to be a mentor to a lot of these cats that were waiting for you in Oakland and Mm -hmm. obviously supported you. And then what you went and did, the second you sat up there and got released from your contract with the Raiders, you ran around like a fool in your backyard screaming, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. 
with all the shenanigans that yeah. you engaged in. All right, y'all, we got more with Stephen A. right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so, folks, we're back. This saga <laughs> this yeah. is saga. one of the most interesting stories. If you know nothing about football, you've got to be intrigued <laughs> with the antics of this young man, Antonio Brown, who is really just, it's a crazy what he's done. So Stephen A. has been bringing us up to speed. He was formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was with the uh, Oakland Raiders. He said he wanted to be a Raider all his life. He got this $30 million guaranteed contract and $15 million a year to play. Uh, he did some things. He threatened a GM. He gets put off the team. So now he signs with New England. And Cracker. Don't forget Cracker. Same day. They call him a Cracker. He got $9 million guaranteed, but with $5 million of it as incentives, and he got a nine million. He got ten million guaranteed, five million incentives, which could give him the fifteen that he was getting at Oakland. But he went from thirty million guaranteed to a nine million dollar <laughs> signing bonus. And now what? we're we're up to date. Stephen A. Smith go. As a brother, mm. and last but not least, it reminds mm. me, who did you throw under the bus? Because guess what? You left Pittsburgh. That's a brother coaching that team. That's Mike Tomlin. Exactly. Thomas. Oh, you just, you just, you did oh, that. Man. Oh, by the way, oh by the way, when you went out the door, you started talking, and, and you had a cat like Ryan Clark, my colleague at ESPN, who does an outstanding job for us, who used to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers and won a Super Bowl championship with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You called him a sellout. Well, see, the thing, the interesting part about it is that folks are walking around acting like he won. Well, first of all, if you went from thirty million in guaranteed dollars to nine million, I don't understand how that's a win. Hell secondly, no. if you look, that's, at, that's not secondly, right. secondly, if secondly, if you're looking for a long-term deal, and now you're playing under a one-year deal, I don't understand how that's is a win. Now, let me tell you, in my opinion, the essence of stupidity. Okay, I yeah. got one for you. This, is, Go this is a man. I want everybody to understand this. If Antonio Brown had gotten the Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. the entire $29.125 million left he on his it. deal with Oakland would have been guaranteed. Wow. wow. All he Make had it to, to Tuesday. Would get to Tuesday morning. <laughs> tomorrow. 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 The, that's right. Tomorrow morning. All he had to do was get to Tuesday morning, tomorrow morning, for the deal to be guaranteed. This man wow. could not contain himself. Now, you can make the argument he wanted out of Oakland because he knew he was going to lose there or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I'm going to take Antonio Brown at his word. He didn't need the money. He didn't want the money. It wasn't about the money. What it was about was long-term and finding yourself in a situation where you were secure if you're going to put your body on the line. That is not the case in New England now. You're in a one-year deal. Right. And and the bottom line is the 2020 season is not promised to Antonio Brown. Or 2021 or 2022. Stephen A., let me point this out. Remember where you said he was on social media running through yeah. his backyard screaming, I'm free, on the yeah. phone with his grandmama going, Grandmama, I'm free. Yeah. Yeah. He, this was all for social media. This was staged. Who has a camera on Antonio Brown when he opens his phone to discover 
to discover online that he had been released by Oakland. Who the hell? Well, there, is, there is a retort to that, and here it is. Antonio Brown is the same dude that had himself on camera, on social media, in the locker room, while Coach Tomlin was giving a speech a couple of years ago. Right. Oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, remember that. Yeah, I and the coach was saying, literally, literally, y'all, the coach was saying, stay off social media. Right. <laughs> but listen to this. Antonio Steven. Brown was taping him say. But, Stephen, <laughs> I'm telling you, the well, reaction to him running through the backyard and screaming, Grandmama, I'm free, he already had gotten the news from Oakland. He staged that and had somebody record him like he was getting the news firsthand. Freedom. Right. So what, you're, freedom. What, you're, yeah. what you're pointing to is a level of deception. That's right. Where this guy, where this guy, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I've spoken to Antonio Brown in the past. Um, I think he's an all-world talent, one of the greatest receivers that we've ever seen. Yes. How he has conducted himself is shameful. It's embarrassing. And when I see particularly young brothers, because we all understand, we live in the world that we live in. Everybody's out there grinding, hustling, or whatever. But damn it, the, plight, the, the challenges for black people are tougher than most, if not all. And so if you are a young brother or sister out there and you think this is the way to go, let me not waste your time and write your epitaph right now. Because your future, because your future is dead. You're not getting away with this. He might have pulled something off where it looked that way. He has not only damaged his reputation as a team player, as a football player, He's damaged his reputation in a fashion that far transcends his football career. You are going to see people having him synonymous with clownish behavior, arguably for the rest of his adult damn life. And I don't know about everybody, and I don't know about everybody else, but I'm not that dude. I don't think that's cool. I don't no. think it's good. I don't think it's something to laugh about or anything like that. I'm ashamed mm. of how the brother has acted. And, 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 and Stephen A., I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, man. His fascination with social media will be the demise of him. It has begun. Because I know that celebration in the backyard was staged. It was, hey, man, I'm going to act like I'm seeing this for the first time. Record me. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. First of all, how do you find out on the phone? He's got an agent that done called yeah. him and told him this. this he didn't yeah. discover yeah. this. He also yeah. got an agent to call him and told him that he's going to be with New England. This is not a discovery. On All of this comes from well, the... Well, Steve, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me assure you what's over. Repeat, the helmet issue according, is over. According to NFL aficionados, repeatedly, he was late when he was in Pittsburgh to practice it. He was late to team planes. Team planes were held up. So he could arrive on a plane and, and get to the game with the rest of the team. Let me assure you of something that I'm pretty damn sure of as a in person who with knows Belichick. owner yeah. Robert Kraft of the New England Patriots, who knows the history of Bill Belichick and how they do business in New England. I promise you all of that has come to an end. I promise you that. Yeah, that's getting up in Miami. At you a cheaper price. House, you could bet the house on that. All of that that he was enjoying, it ends 
now. I promise you, you ain't got that to be concerned about. You can book that. <laughs> he needs a mentor. Stephen A. Smith, no, no, no. He has a mentor. He has who? Primetime talks to him every day. Really? Primetime talks to him every day. I've had this conversation with Prime, and I had this conversation with Stephen A. Smith this weekend. Well, is he listening he got to him? Obviously, Obviously not. not yeah. man. No. Is he a young this young man is infatuated with social media. Listen, he? he too old for this. 30, 30 31. Oh, that's 32. too old for that. 30 too old. Listen, I got news for you. That level of petulant and irresponsible behavior is too old for a 15-year-old. I don't let my kids do this. We got to go. Hey, Stephen A. Smith. If any of of our kids acted like that, we slap them upside the head. Yes. Stephen A. Smith, you are hands down the number one in the world as sports commentator. I'm glad we got this exclusive on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We'll be listening to your radio show today. Today, you have to. (laughs) First take is already funky. Stephen A. Smith, we love you, man. Thank you so much, brother. Same here. All he had to do was wait till Tuesday. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And listen, if you need advice on relationships, dating, sex, work, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Strawberry Letter. Click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here today, okay? Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. All right. Uh, thank you, nephew. I think we need to do a little disclaimer on this letter uh, before we get started. Um, uh, parents, you may not want your kids to hear this, especially the younger ones. OK, uh, subject. I'm dating the private whisperer. Uh, dear Stephen oh, Shirley. Yeah. Oh, say that again. No, say it again. The, it, What's the title again? <laughs> I'm say dating it. the private whisperer. Uh, Dear Stephen Shirley, I am a 22-year-old college student, and I just started my senior year at a new school. I've joined a frat and met an awesome girl, and it was all going great until last week. We threw a party to kick off the semester, and when my frat brothers saw my girlfriend, they all got awkward and quiet. She didn't stay long after that, and when she left, I called them out for acting weird and ignoring my girl. They all told me that I was stupid and had no idea that I was dating the private whisperer. They said that my girl is known around the entire campus as the chick to go to if you want to practice your sexual skills. They said that guys used her as a de-virginizer if they were too nerdy to find their own girls. There are also cell phone videos floating around campus of her having sex. I didn't know what to say. I mean, I was so mad. When when I asked her, she admitted it, and she said that she has changed and she no longer acts like that. She said she's been in therapy for a year, and she's focused on school now, and she deserves a clean start. She said she knew it would be hard to get rid of her reputation, but she was trying. She said that this is the first real relationship she's been in, And uh, she's been constantly afraid that I would find out her past. I need your advice, Uncle Steve. I can't look at her the same way anymore. She's a great girl, and I really like her, but I can't handle her past. 
Uh, a part of me wants to show her how a real man is supposed to treat her, but the other part of me doesn't want to be seen with the private whisperer. Please help. Wow. Um, uh, you're young. You're 22. 22-year-old college student. Everything's going great. I, I understand uh, why you're in this dilemma. I really do. On one hand, you actually like this young lady. Uh, you guys... You know, have had a, a good relationship up until uh, up until this point. You want to be with her, but uh, uh, of course, your fat brother, your frat brothers are, are never going to let you live this down. And uh, you're saying that um, you can't handle her past. Um, I would say, first of all, uh, you know, <clears throat> of all the women on campus, I, I just got to know how did you end up with the so-called private whisperer? There's a lot of women on. There's a lot of women on campus. Um, oh, 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 hell, I'll tell you. I, I mean, what are your chances of this? Uh, so I got to say, does she seek you out? Okay. Uh, if you came after her, uh, or if she came after you, I should say, then I, I, maybe she really hasn't changed, okay? You were, uh, you know, like fresh new meat to her if she came after you. Uh and that's how she became the, the the private whisperer, I'm assuming. She knew how to get you, just like she got all the other guys. Uh, I, I do believe, though, I got to say this, that people can change. Everyone, everyone has a past. Everyone has a story. Everyone has something they're ashamed of or, or something that they did in the past that they were ashamed of. But this is really beyond. And although it's not impossible, but it is hard to get past this. I, I mean, videos of her having sex with people are floating around campus. Um, It's hard, hard hearing people refer to your girl as the private whisperer or the de-virginizer. I mean, that's hard. Or the go-to girl for nerds who who are too shy to talk to girls. I mean, this is really hard. Uh, You're you're 22 and this is the whole whole thing. And it, it would be hard if you were even older than that. But it's a lot to deal with at this young age. Um, and I'm not sure you're mature enough to handle this. Uh, this is a, a situation here. I think right now this relationship should move to a friendship. All right. Uh, basically because of what you said in the letter. She's a great girl. You really like her, but you, you can't handle her past. You just can't handle her past. Mm. Uh, you don't want to be you don't want to be seen with the private whisperer. So I think, you know, if she's truly trying to change, she does need support. And that will show that will come that will come. But uh, right now, she needs support of a friend along with the therapy that she's getting. She says she's been in therapy for a year. Steve? Well, it wasn't bad, it wasn't bad Yeah, that's a good answer, Shirley. <laughs> well, really are you like, mad? It was, it was good. <laughs> no, that's a good answer. And sometimes uh, young people do need real advice because in the letter, he says, uh, Uncle Steve, I need your advice. So this ain't no time to be funny. Oh, I got the jokes for this now. We know. Please oh, we know, know I do. I got the <laughs> skill set for this. But I'm not going to do it because it's a young lady that's obviously made some mistakes, and now she wants to correct her mistakes. You, you starting your senior year at a new school. At a new school. This is why he don't know, because he's starting his senior year at a new school. Now, he went there and he joined the frat. Met this awesome girl. It was going great until last week. We threw a party, kick off the semester. And when your frat brothers saw your girl, they got all awkward. You know, they start, oh, man, hell no, what's, what's happening? Oh, dog, you up in here. But he don't know because he starting his senior year at a new school. He just met this girl. 
Now, Shirley, you was trying to figure out, did she come on to him or he came on to her? He saw her, great girl. He hit on her. It, it was easy. It was easy. Hang on, right there. And that's where we'll leave it. It was yeah. easy. All right, uh, we're going to have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 after the hour. Uh, subject, I'm dating the private whisperer. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, uh, part two. Uh, let's recap the strawberry letter. Uh, subject, well, I'm dating the private whisperer. Yeah, this dude, 22 senior, started his senior year at a new school. Got to the school, he joined the frat. Everything was going good. The frat throw a top of the semester party. He shows up at the party with this great girl that he met. And uh, all of a sudden, his frat brothers started acting real weird and everything. And, you know, they all got awkward and quiet. The girl didn't stay long after that. And the girl left. And then you called them out for acting crazy around your girl. And they told you, hold up, man. How you in here with her? You with the uh, D-whisperer. I mean, I mean, I mean private, the, uh, private the, uh, the private whisperer. They said that your girl was known around the entire campus for letting guys use her as a de-virginizer and uh, practicing their sex skills. There's even videos around campus of her having sex. Wow. This your girl, man. Now, this is a hard blow to take, man. Like Shirley say, you're 22. So I'm going to talk to you as real advice as a man and give you my opinion of this. Now, because you're new on the campus, <laughs> you didn't know this. So you ran up into it what seems like a good girl. And guess what? She is probably just that right now. But this good girl acted bad in her past, and her reputation precedes her. And it is hard. That's why I tell women all the time, man, these double standards that's out here, they are real. real. These are real. My father told my, I used to listen to him talk to my big sisters all the time. You can't do what I do and still be a lady. Now, you can say it's, it's 2020, Steve, and you old-fashioned women get to do what they want to. You can do what you want to do. And you have the right to decide to do anything you want to do. But in your decision-making process, you have to understand that there are ramifications and consequences that come with the decisions. And I don't know the woman that's going to come along and be able to change the opinions that's been established for years when it comes to double standards. Absolutely. I have yet to see the woman break that down. Now, you all can use examples of modern day women who have done sexual exploitive things and made it all work out for themselves. Yeah, but it ain't you. And I can also, for every person you named that's done some sexually exploited things on YouTube or something and made money with it, I could show you hundreds of thousands who've damaged their lives and careers because of it. I don't know that you want to take that chance, young ladies out there that's listening. Uh, you, you're free to do it. And I'm not going to be an old fogey and tell you differently because you have the right to decide what you want to decide. But in this move right here, you're going to draw the ire of the public. And all of a sudden, she got names. She the whisperer. She the de-virginizer. She on video. And she wants to live it down. So when you find out about it, you ask her about it, she admitted to it. But she also told you she was going to therapy. 
because she knows she made a mistake. And she deserves a clean start. And I agree. She said she's been in therapy for years. She's focused on school now, and she deserves a clean start. That young lady is absolutely correct because have not we all had to have a clean start? Mm, Have not we all needed some form of forgiveness? So with this young lady, and if she's listening, yes, she does deserve a clean start. And she she says that you're the first real relationship she had. But now you got a problem, man, because you a dude now, and your ego is involved. You with somebody, and the reason she was uncomfortable in the thing, because some of them dudes in there probably had them. Or have seen the video. Or know somebody that didn't have them. So that's why she left, because she was uncomfortable. Well, I think that Shirley was right. I think she needs a friend. And I think you're just a gentleman that could be that. Here's a couple of suggestions I would say. I would say be her friend. Spend some time talking to her. Help her understand her value. She's not going to erase this reputation at this school. If I was both of y'all, at the midterms, I'd transfer. That's a good idea. If she wants a new start, she should transfer. That will help. And get away from this. That's the only way to get a new start. That's my biggest suggestion to you. She should transfer. If she don't want to transfer, then you should be her friend and help her through it. And then when y'all graduate, maybe I'm going and have some type of life together. All right. Thank you, Steve. All right, guys. That was good. Email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter. It's Steve Harvey FM. And check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, coming up at 46 after the hour, Black Girls Rock and BET was an amazing show last night. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so, Carla, an amazing show last night. I know you saw it. Black Girls Rock on BET was good, huh? (laughs) It was really good. That's right, Shirley. So, Black Girls Rock aired last night, everybody, hosted by our girl Niecy Niecy Nash. Yeah, it was at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Erica Badu, Common. Yeah, they were so cute with their performances. I love them. India Mm -hmm. Ari, Issa Rae, Brandy, uh, Cece Pennison, Angela Bassett. She received the Icon Award. So here's a part of her speech. Take a listen. Thank you, Coretta Scott King, Betty Shabazz, Catherine Jackson. Thank you, Voletta Wallace. I say their names because when you show gratitude, you're able to remember that you didn't arrive in this place on your journey by yourself. Oh, you had help. You had support. You had guidance. And it's this community that feeds our souls when we're running on empty. So when you're told you're not good enough, you tell them, not only am I good enough, I'm more than enough. I just right love now. to hear her speak. Right, yeah. Angela Bassett. She is a legend. So we love Angela Bassett. Regina King, she received the Star Power Award. Right. Sierra, she got the Rock Star Award. Mm-hmm. I love me some Sierra. Yes. Deborah Martin Chase. 
She oh, yeah. won the Shot oh, yeah. Caller Definitely. Award. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, she's a legend. A lot of R&B singers in the building. Her, I love her. The singer, her name mm-hmm. is her. her. Young, Gifted, and Black Award. And we have to also recognize the mothers of the movement. You know, Trayvon Martin's yeah. mom, mm-hmm. Sabrina Fulton. Mm-hmm. All of the mothers of the mu- movement were there doing community awareness. I, I can go on and on, but what an outstanding yeah. show. Congratulations. That's, That's awesome. Yes. Niecy Nash, BET. Black girls rock. Yes, we do. My wife wants to do this every year. She wants to go to this event, and I always forget to try to get her tickets to this. You stupid. Oh, you're such a good husband. But you say every, but you say every year I forget. Mm-hmm. I bet you remember when, what you want to remember. When do they That's rock right. next next year? What time do they I rock? Bet, I bet you remember what you want to remember. You want to hear that line? How many yeah. times you done heard that? Yeah. I have heard Ooh, that. It, it, uh-huh. This is okay. a positive we segment. We remember. Black girls yeah. rock. It's What's positive. important to us? I just us. don't remember this. <laughs> don't be rocking by yourself. All right, Carla. You don't forget to, you don't forget to do them stupid ass pranks. <laughs> oh, you oh you finna hit talk. <laughs> all right, thank you. Black girls do rock. All right, thank you, Carla. Yes, Come, we do, Shirley. Yeah, yes. we do. And and you better get her to that show next year, Tommy. I will. Coming I up at the top of the hour, trending news. A woman in India gives birth to twins. Oh, you'll never guess how old she is, though. We'll tell you about it right after this. Oh, yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Wow. This story right here. Uh, After years of being unable to conceive naturally, Miss Aramati Mangema, I believe that's her name, Aramati Mangema, uh, she welcomed two baby girls through a C-section. All right? Okay. Miss Aramati Mangema is 74 years old. What? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, yeah. She, she's 74 years old. 74. 74. Yes. Uh-huh. This is a modern miracle, wouldn't you say? Uh, she's now believed to be the oldest woman to give birth. I don't think anyone is yeah. going to Next argue to that Sarah. point. Yeah. No, yeah, Sarah, in the Bible. No. Sarah. Yeah, she, Sarah. Wasn't she 90? Still beautiful at 90. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> All right, Miss Aramati and her husband, uh, who is 80 years old. He still had something in there? Had been That's un- the miracle right yeah. here. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's just unbelievable. There's two miracles in this story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's what? 80. He'd been unable to conceive naturally for years, but they learned a neighbor who was 55 years old did IVF successfully, so they decided to try it, and it worked in vitro. So they decided okay, Shirley, fertilization, but- yes. They both know they're not making graduation, though, right? They do know that. <laughs> well, well, they, well, yeah. Graduation yeah, kindergarten. Nice. Hey, yeah. they had to break it to each it's other. First day of kindergarten. They ain't going yeah. to kindergarten. <laughs> hey, Jay. First day of school, they might not. <laughs> Baby, when you go get the kids some diapers, can you pick us up some, too? Yeah. Baby, can, you change, can you change the baby and me, too? Uh. Uh, they'd be lucky if both of them make the Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I can't teach them my they ABCs because I done forgot them. I just I don't remember what they were. <laughs> they kids uh. gonna be feeding them. <laughs> oh my God, seventy four and eighty. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yes. And they got wow. a full. Their refrigerator is full of soft food. Yeah. Baby food, I, and I know she ain't breastfeeding, is she? she ain't yeah, she but the baby can stand on the ground and breastfeed. He ain't got, she ain't got to pick him up. 
We sang So, it, kids, today we're having a visit today from the founders of our school. <laughs> yeah. Them not the founders, Miss Jackson. That's my mom and daddy. Yeah. What? Oh, excuse That's me. My, dad. <laughs> my bad. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Oh, man. Wow. Come here, boy. Don't you make me run after you. You know I can't. <laughs> you guys. Uh, a whole house full of wow. hot chips. Uh -huh. 74 and 80. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I yeah. I'd like to see this Surely. father daughter dance. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Surely. Wow. Yes. I had a C-section. Did you have a C-section? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 74! At 74, though, Shirley, at 74, though, Carla, you don't really have a section. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Be quiet, Tommy. <laughs> I mean, this, this story makes me happy and sad. It just, it makes me... Yeah. Well, they're they not going to know yeah. their mom yeah. and daddy long. That's, I mean, yeah. it's kind of over, you know? Yeah. Well... You just said that one. Tough. Yeah. That's, that's very unkind. Yeah, just, yeah. I know. That, that, yeah. That, that, he just mean. So, 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 no, so, Tom, you just going to take it out of the joke form? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they ain't had no You just going to make an evil-ass statement? <laughs> yeah. Damn, you could damn. at least try to wrap it damn. up in one of these damn jokes we trying oh, to do. They ain't had no been to making these kids, huh? They ain't no business making these kids. What, Steve? Man. Say that. He's a dumbass comedian. <laughs> he is, man. They ain't gonna be together long. Why would you say they that? They just pass it. Damn, dog. Wrap it up in a joke. Uh, when you look at it, he is right. They, I mean, come I'm on, sorry, team Tommy. That funny, come but on, it team is. Tommy. He is right. I mean, Thank you, Jay. <laughs> man. They, they, uh, Don't say nothing else. <laughs> Congratulations. Okay, one more time, Steve, about the school, the founders. <laughs> Take us out on that one. We would like to welcome the founders to the school here today, Mr. and Mrs. Would you introduce yourself? There ain't no founders. That's my mom and daddy. What? Excuse me. I'm sorry. We'll, not, they won't we'll be, be back with more of this ignorance <laughs> right, right after this in 20 minutes after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, on the TV show Power, the show that we love, uh, 50 Cent yeah. tweeted to the viewers, uh, I put the original version of Big Rich Town back there. Yes, 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 he did. Yes, he did. We want Joe yeah. back. Yeah. He said, are we cool again? <laughs> cool. Question mark. Yeah, we're good, 50. We're good. My man. It sounded so good, though. It really did. It, did. it, it did. really nice. did. But it's classic. So, can it's I classic. say this? Uh -huh. He just got cyber bullied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you know what it we feels like, 50. Yeah. But he didn't even want that yeah. fight, though. You could tell. He didn't nah, want yeah. the fight. Like, uh, because those were his fans, and they want the original song. Yeah, the first give, song that was there. Yes, so, yeah. it did. Give yes. the people yes. what the this people want. Rich if Floyd Mayweather had said he wanted the song, <laughs> we'd have never change. got it. <laughs> that damn yeah. song would still be in there. <laughs> Good thing Floyd didn't get involved in it. <laughs> You know with 50 is always going to be controversy, though, because on another note, people are mad at him for going back and forth with Michael Jackson's daughter, Paris, after 50 said that Chris Brown is better than Michael Jackson. 50 went too far with his comments to Paris. Then he took those down. Crazy with that. Yeah, even even singer Stephanie Mills, and she's a legend, she posted a message to 50 to stop Chris going. Chris Brown know he ain't better than Michael Hell yeah, Chris Brown know that. You can ask Chris Brown. Boy, stop. Chris Brown mm -hmm. is extraordinary talent. Uber talented. Oh, yes, yeah, he, he is. is. Uber. 
You got to see. But y'all talking about Michael Mike. Jackson now. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. All right. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and some trending news coming up at 33 after the hour. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Let's find out what you guys did over the weekend, Steve. I know yours was pretty sad. Well. Yeah. Now let me tell you something, man. Uh, my wife's out of town. I'm in Atlanta. Uh-huh. So I decided that I wanted to have some healthy snacks for the football game because I'm trying to get my weight down from the vacation, right? So I went <laughs> to the grocery store at 7 a.m. when it opened. By yourself? By yourself? Yes. Now, let no. me explain. Yes, and Lord Jesus, can I tell y'all something? <laughs> what? I discovered what? some things that I did not know because I haven't been in a grocery store. When I tell you in years, let me tell you years. I believe it. So I can't believe you went by yourself. Yeah, no, with nobody. They got pork. They still sell pork rinds. Yeah, we yeah, know that. We all there. of us know this. Pork rinds are this. pork rinds are big right now, Steve, because yeah. of the keto diet. Everybody that's on the I keto didn't, diet. I didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that, Shirley. I saw pork rinds. I started to take picture of all this. I yeah. started to do a video, but I said no, skip it. So I'm in the store and I'm going around. Here was the dilemma. Okay. It's time to check out. Uh-huh. Come on. Now I'm walking. <laughs> I don't know that the first four lines is a self-checkout. Yes. Uh-huh. I I have no idea what this is. <laughs> so I'm standing there and I'm waiting on the lady. <laughs> I'm going, man. Back in the day, this would be an easy steal for me. I could go straight out the door. So finally, the lady walks up and says, uh, you need some help, uh, Mr. Harvey? I said, yeah, I just went to check out. She said, you do it yourself. Oh, she knew you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I said, do it myself. How? She said, just bring it over and put it in a bag and pay for it. No. So I looked over there. I said, well, ain't that somebody working here right there? She said, yeah, you can go to the checkout line. So let me do that. Because I don't, I don't want nobody stopping me at the door. So I go over there, and the lady scans my stuff. She's speaking to me. Morning, Mr. Harvey. Nice to see you in here. Never seen you in here before. I said, well, I ain't, I ain't been in here. She says, okay, $139. And so I decide to pay with a credit card. But I got a bank card, you know? Mm-hmm. And they label it for me so I don't get it confused. So they put personal on the front of my card. So I know it's my personal. Mm -hmm. Keep away from my business and stuff. So I get a lady the card. She say, "Uh, just run it through the uh, machine, please. And so I try to swipe the card. She said, no, sir, you don't swipe it. You just stick it in the front. Now I'm trying to find, where do I stick a credit card in the front of the little ass machine? So I stick it in there. She said, excuse me, sir, you have to stick it in with the chip chip first. I say, what chip? (laughs) She said, the chip on your credit card. She said, turn it over. She said, do you want cash back? All right, coming up, our last break of the day. And, of course, some wisdom for the one and only Steve Harvey with our closing remarks right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It's been a good Monday. Uh, yes, it has. Yeah. Yes, it has. Yeah. yeah. Good to see yeah. you, Jay. Yeah, good to be here. Mm-hmm. I know it is. 
I know it is. Thank you, Stephen A. <laughs> yes. The drip, the drip is in the building. No, the drip boy. is the drip is today, man. I got to go drip every day this week. Oh, really? Man. Dripping every every day this week, man. Okay. All right. We'll yeah. be praying for hey, you. Hey, say, can I come hang out with you and like like just be in there while you drip? You you don't need to see this. You don't. You know. <laughs> the baby don't no, need for to real, see. I come, come kick it with you. I will. Like, okay, you don't want me. Cool. You don't want no company. No, if you want to come, you'd be welcome to come, man. Oh, so you like company in the drip? drip. (laughs) Not in his house. Okay, Okay. (laughs) all right. Because I thought you just didn't like company, (laughs) period. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but it's been a good Monday. Really good Monday. Yeah. All right, Steve, you ready? Take us home? Take us out? All right. Hey, uh, you know, my closing remarks today is uh, stemming from the things I watched transpire this weekend by the football player named Antonio Brown. Uh, now, this is not to kick a man when he's down because he doesn't consider himself down. He's signed. He's making a considerable amount of money. Uh, and uh, I, I guess it's gone the way he wanted it to go, so to speak. But I worry about sometimes the message that it sends to young people out there who are on the come up young people up there who emulate us as stars and people who you considerably consider celebrity status and the the responsibility that comes with that. I remember a long time ago they were talking to a basketball player and they said, do you know that you're a role model? He said, well, I didn't ask to be nobody's role model and I don't want to be considered a role model. But what happens is anytime you're in a position where some younger person is looking up to you, admiring your statue in life, or wanting to emulate your success, uh, it comes with the package. You are a role model to somebody. Somebody's watching you, wanting to pattern themselves after you. Uh, With that in mind, I want to remind young people about something. Uh, That your life is more than just today. You are not to live your life based on just results of today. You have to understand clearly that the decisions you make today will definitely affect the outcome of tomorrow. We are always in constant preparation for tomorrow. Even though we're not to worry about tomorrow, we are all in preparation for tomorrow. We go to sleep realizing that we wake up with a plan. We go to sleep wanting to wake up to uh, go to work another day, go to school another day, get one day closer to our dreams and visions, one day closing the deal or something like that. We're always working towards something of that nature. So your life is more than today. And it bothers me when I see young people who are constantly, and I mean constantly, repeatedly keep making decisions like, There's no ramifications or consequences to your actions because it is. And what I try to share with my children, your consequences today, the older you get, the more dire the consequences based on the decisions that you make. The decisions you made at 15 and the consequences you suffered at 15, if you make that same decision 10 years later, at 25, the consequences are, consequences are much more dire. If you make that same mistake and decision you made at 25, if you make that decision at 35, 10 years later, the consequences are so much dire. 
and so forth and so on. And the older you get, the same decision can cost you so much more. And why is that? Well, because we're supposed to know better. We're supposed to become more experienced. We're supposed to gain the know-how of what to do and what not to do. That's all trials and tribulations do throughout our life is to make us get better at it so when it happens again, we don't repeat the mistakes of the past. Have you ever heard the saying that ain't no fool like an old fool? Because, man, it's so crazy. You know, a young person can do something at 20, and later on in life, it, it doesn't affect him. I got I know a dude. I know a dude. Let me tell you this right here. I know a dude. Who is a, I'm telling you, when I tell you a grown man, over 50, and this dude right here has gotten two women pregnant at the same time. If you did this when you were 20, it would be a disaster. But you know, you would go, boy, why didn't you, boy, you didn't know. And you could sit there and go, oh man, I can't believe this. But if you do this at 50, you can't explain this to anybody. There is no, boy, didn't you, boy, didn't you think, how did you, you can't say it. Because you're supposed to be well beyond that as a thinking man. So Antonio Brown's decisions to handle it the way he do it and then expose everything on social media, social media is going to be the demise of you, of him. Listen, man, do you know how many times, man, jobs now go to your social media to take a look before they hire people anymore? Y'all get wise to this thing right here. He not going to be playing football the rest of his life. He done went from guaranteed money to a one-year contract in a sport where you can get hurt any day, and once you get hurt and you can't play, they don't pay you. This ain't basketball. This the NFL. Learn a lesson, y'all. Your life is more than today. Make preparation for tomorrow because tomorrow may very well come, okay? Those are my closing remarks, man. All God right. bless y'all today. Have a wonderful weekend. Yes, sir. God yes, loves sir. you. Talk to God. He would love to hear from you. I promise you he would. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 